This podcast is brought to you by Legacy Power. Gain insight from speakers around the country in essential areas of our lives. Each episode will cover various topics on productivity, family and friend relationships, physical and mental well-being, finance, leadership, and overall self-help. All right, welcome to another episode of the Become Podcast. We have Everett Brewer on with us today. Everett and I have uh, been longtime friends. We go way back. Uh, I remember meeting Everett the first time, having him in my house there in Southern California and teaching me the, the ways of solar and learning a lot from him from day one. So he has a massive amount of solar experience uh, to his name, tons of experience in the B2B, in the resi, in the commercial side. Um, tons of experience in talking with customers and, and, and interacting there on that front. Um, he's been doing door-to-door for a really long time. Um, Everett, we're just super, super excited to have you on, man. Yeah, happy to be here. I appreciate it, Mitch. Everett, tell us a little bit about your solar experience, um, the rise and fall, kind of some of the places you've been, and um, tell us some of your, uh, your experiences with solar. Yeah, you know, a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, these, these falls always end up being, you know, the, the crutch to your industry, but I see those as successes, you know, considering uh, the things that we've learned to grow with in those positions. So I, I go back in the renewable energy space back in uh, 2012. Um, company had me come on board to support their growth inside their business, then turned into a transaction with Sun Edison, uh, had the opportunity to you know, help that company grow to help it be valuable in that transaction. Unfortunately, one of the big falls that had happened with Sun Edison was simply the company decided to make a decision to purchase another uh, company. Uh, you might know them as the Orange Guys, and through that, you know, we we lost a pretty uh, healthy transaction in that regard. But again, took that experience and those relationships and those friendships, and obviously pioneered from there. In the background, considering inside of that renewable space, we were focusing on residential solar. Um, there was many commercial opportunities that come across my table, and me being even the uh, optimist in this position, wanted to make sure I found solutions for that. And so I was able to uh, partner with a company as we know as WattHub, and um, soon become an a equity shareholder with that business. And that company is now on its 15th year of business, and we've um, just transacted and supported over a billion dollars of projects process this year. So, uh, plenty of experience, and so heavily focused in commercial, industrial, utility scale, uh, large micro grid, um, energy efficiency, so on and so forth in that position. So, happy to help. Oh, cool. That's so awesome. Long way. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to go into that. We're we, you know, I think who this podcast is for is anyone willing to or wanting to expand their knowledge of the solar industry. Also, um, understand where they could go to as far as point of contact to um, help someone go solar if they own a business. Um, what other products and offerings do you consider you guys you, you guys specialize in? What's kind of the biggest, best thing for, for everyone to know about as far as WattHub? You know, as far as WattHub, besides actually deployment of, of solar rooftops and canopies and ground mounts and, and all the above, one thing that we're extremely profi- proficient in is energy storage. Um, 
a lot of times that's a very well oversold product. And so there's a time and place for that application where there's definitely end user benefit, but uh, we're very heavily versed in, in the energy storage side as well. Another format would be is on the um, AI control side. So I uh, won't dive into that a ton, but really what it comes down to is, is that you've got to have a good proper brain to make things, things all mesh to where they're going to have true benefit to the end client in real time without having to you know, put a full-time employee in place just to get the results. But I would say that's a very heavy focus with us. Um, the, the other aspect of it is, is actually underwriting and finance, which you know, will liaison on today's call and different ways to look at the renewable energy industry as a solution in the case of income or investments for tax support. And uh, we deploy millions of dollars in that category and we'll definitely review that today. That's so cool. So what are some, what are some usually some commonly asked questions that you get that um, can easily be um, answered here that um, you, you might be able to kind of scale some, some of your, um, free time. You know, I know a lot of times we get caught up into the mix of we get the same, same, you know, questions over and over again, and it, and it can sometimes be uh, a burden, burdensome. So what are some commonly asked questions that you get a lot of that you might be able to help audience to, to understand a little bit more about what you do? Yeah, that's actually a really great question. I appreciate bringing that up. And, and I would say the most common questions would be in regards to the commercial industry as a whole is um, what projects actually pencil and what projects are going to be in that category where there's a good chance that client's going to move forward. And at the end of the day, that really just comes down to the financing options that are out there in the market. Um, 98% of clients in the commercial space need some type of financing vehicle. And unlike residential, where it's just off the shelf, you know, 20 year terms, very simple and straightforward. Commercially, you have to go through a pretty strenuous underwriting process. And unfortunately, small businesses um, have a little bit less desirable financing terms than, than, uh, than most. And so uh, the real question and answer to that is, you know, what, what, what projects really move, can move forward. And really we're looking for utility projects that have uh, utility bills of $2,000 or more, because then we know that there's going to be a proper finance vehicle in place that can help that client move forward. And there's a 98% chance they're going to need that, that vehicle. So I'd say that's the biggest barrier of entry um, in that regard. Great. And is there anything that you can do for people that have a business that pay less than 2000 a month? Um, there are little uh, caveats to those, those rules, of course. Uh, certain markets like California and Florida that have PACE financing. Um, PACE financing is a property assessed finance option in that regard and allows for a longer term financing, um, which makes the client's ledger bill savings um, be more attractive than their loan of payment. And so in that regard, those markets will support smaller projects case by case. Got it. Um, so definitely look at those one at a time. In the case that there just is not much financing availability in that market outside of those two markets as reference, then just a, a quick tip in data, our closing percentage is 0.2% on projects that are 92 kilowatts or less. Um, wow. and those 0.2% literally is because the client wrote us a check 
And that is a very rare occurrence. I, I wish we had more of that, but the reality of it is those are some of those barriers of entries for customers um, in that regard. Got it. It's, yep. Is there just not financing available and banks not willing to fund those types of projects or That's just true. availabilities of funds overall? Yeah, just the, the banks itself look at that category of business as high risk. And so they're willing to look at some financing terms, but unfortunately the term length itself is three to seven years. And that usually makes the loan payment for that client uh, anywhere from 30 to 40% higher than their electric bill savings, which is the exact opposite of what we're trying to accomplish here in this industry, right? We want to be able to drive um, electric bill savings, which allows for them for first month savings, which allows them to reinvest in their business and grow their business and cut that bottom line. And it just kind of goes against everything that we, that we know to be true and what our goals are. Makes sense. Makes sense. And your footprints nationwide, right Everett? Absolutely. Yep. So we've done projects from A to Z, East to West, uh, really no limitations minus the fact some markets are a little less desirable um, for the fact that some areas don't have net metering and some of those common rules that we all follow residentially. Uh, those do, do pertain in the commercial industrial space as well. That's, that's awesome. I've loved having the ac access to a commercial aspect of, of uh, what I do from day to day. You know, you ever meet someone that has their own business that owns their own building that has a bill over 2000. It's like, well, where do you, where do you go? And uh, where do you put them? And do you manage that? And do I, you know, as a person, like, I don't want to manage that whole thing. I've heard that commercial can take over a year to install. What are some of the myths um, and facts that you have around that, that kind of timeline and understanding how, how to manage that pipeline? Yeah, absolutely. And, and really it just comes down to the fact that um, they're just more business decision makers in the commercial world where a, a, an extreme example was there's a location we did, they had a general board, they had a financial board, they had an executive board, and then I had to go through their CPA in addition. So <laughs> through that process, uh, 36 touches later, we finally get to the first version of our agreement called a letter of intent. It's not even a contract yet. So these are the main Dane aspects of our business that uh, undesirable. That's not the enjoyment of our project uh, and our and our goals. We we love to get the glass on the roof and see the end result and the smiles on faces, but it's the time that gets taken away from your day to day residential business, for example, that can really put stress on your income and put stress on your commit. And so, right, hub is set up as you stated that to where we can manage that process and manage those relationships and stay dynamic to customize a solution for that customer's needs because it does get very custom in our world over residential. I, I just wish, like I said before, that things were just off the shelf and <laughs> make things a lot easier. Yeah. If it was that easy, I think everyone would be in commercial because it's, they're just giant systems, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Another myth, if I may add, Mitch, is that, you know, the project commissions can equal residentially. And that is a very large myth. A lot of times, as a quick example, residential is going to sell to a buyer at $3.50 to $5 a watt, depending on the market and services that are being offered, right? In the commercial world, I would say my average price sold to the customer is $1.80 to $2.30 a watt. And it's not because I don't want to make extra profit. I promise you, that's not the reason. <laughs> but 
it's because the way the loan options are available on that market or in that category of business is we have to set them up in a position to where they have electric bill savings every month and that's our ultimate goal and so that's why those prices and the transaction side are much less puts the customer in a better position and allows them to thrive in their business and keep it growing. Wow. And there's still profit in that for you. There is. Yep. That's great. And you know, from what I understand, I, I love working with you Everett. And from what I understand, it's been such a, a breath of fresh air to have you talk to our, our customers our potential commercial customers mm -hmm. and, um, or any, any lead that has been given to you has been, uh, it's, it's kind of the, the report that I get is just that Everett was an honest, ethical, and you're not going to, you're going to do them right. And you're not going to be someone that's going to try to pull the wool over them and sell them something that they don't need. I, I've heard you, you, you guys actually push away a lot of projects. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that Mitch. And, and that, that does hold truth. You know, we, we have a model here is where not everything moves forward. Uh, about 40% of the projects that, that hit our books from, some from submission solar actually can be a worse uh, cost of energy for them in some aspects and so we are in the business to stay in business and and do we see a lot of businesses that are not staying ethical on those lines and there's consumer protection laws and companies are having to shut their doors left and right because they're not aligning with those ethics and and we really want to be able to lay our head down at night and knowing that we did the right thing and trying to educate customers the best we can on why not to go solar. Unfortunately, we've had a few events where customers still did go solar after we uh, explained to them why it's not an economic, economical viable solution. And unfortunately, they move forward, we find out about it later, and then from there we find out they actually go after the company and that company ends up having to you know, close up shop. So it's, it's a trickle down effect of the negativity and that's just not the business that right. we wanna drive. Well, let's talk about how the, the rep can benefit in this scenario. So there's two aspects, right? There's the, there's the actual profit um, and commissions that a rep can get paid by submitting a lead to you, as well as uh, tax benefits. Um, maybe touch on the first one first and what those kind of how that works as far as getting paid and when and how we can expect kind of how to track these commercial leads. And then yeah, we can uh, jump into the whole tax um, sheltering in a minute, but I'm rich and really excited about talking about this yet, the tax benefits of this, because um, there's just so much to it that I think we can educate uh, everybody on. Absolutely. Yeah. And everybody wins in that category too, including the end customer. So to answer the first question, some compensation expectations is, is that the rule of thumb in our industry as a whole. So anybody that I, I preface this as anybody that's in the commercial industrial industry will talk to you in the same fashion to where they talk about a percentage of profit. And that is a rev share position to where, hey, the project in some areas might be able to be a little fat. There's a little more meat on the bone because we're able to get things to align perfectly. And then you get that percentage based on a larger chunk. And then some projects have to get really thin and tight because you know, the way the economics played or being a for-profit, non-profit business, et cetera, to where you got to take a haircut and then everybody equally benefits in those positions. And what those percentages simply come down to is, is that 
a hard cost of the project, which we call hard EPC, engineering procurement construction, it might come down to a $1.70 a watt is that hard cost. So nobody's making profit in that category yet, right? But if we sell that deal at $2 a watt, then there's 30 cents gross profit. And a lot of people think is like, well, hey, I'm only going to make a small percentage of this. You know, what, where's the rest of that other per big chunk percentage going to? And the common myth is thinking that's just going straight in our pockets. Um, that's, that's unfortunate uh, that it doesn't. But in this case, we still have to keep our doors open, right? So we have overhead of employees and, and software and the, you know, the main main aspects of business, right? And so that comes out of that profit. And then we also make sure that the representative bringing the project is compensated. And then from there, we make a little net profit in that position. Usually the net profit, we're practically splitting it is the net, the actual net itself. And so ends up being a really balanced approach in that regard. From a timeline standpoint, I would expect a project that does move forward, compensation would hit anywhere from nine to 14 months is a, is a common sales cycle, especially if you need financing. Financing is gonna add another three to four months to the timeline, uh, no matter what. So through everything else that we have to go through a standard solar project. So that's a little answer on that and in regards to those, those breakdowns. So cool, so cool, it's good to, Good to be able to share in that profit and uh, help customers that you come in contact with every day that, hey, they might, they might own a business, they might have a nonprofit, they might have a for-profit. And it's not a uh, one-size-fits-all. There are certain qualifiers that you could ask really easily to qualify an appointment. Um, what are those three qualifiers that you usually want people to ask before we even want to talk to them? Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate bringing that up. So three common questions, and I'll give you a little context behind it, is question number one, is your average bill $1,500 to $2,000 a month or more? And the reason we ask that question is simply because, again, we want to talk about the financing options, making sure the client has a financing vehicle to support their end goal. If they say yes to that question, simply ask question number two, is it a freestanding building, meaning it's not inside of a strip mall or anything like that? And the reason we ask that question is because locations that are in a strip mall, there's roof jurisdiction challenges, and it becomes very limited on what we can support. They might have a three, $4,000 utility bill, but we can only put a solar system up that's maybe 15 or 20 panels. And so it doesn't align again to the first question of needing financing. And then question number three is simply, are you a decision maker? Do you own the business and own the building? If they say yes to that question, they're going to be a great candidate. And that, that aspect, get them over to WattHub right away and we'll take it from there. Amazing. Everett, tons of good information. Uh, thanks so much for helping us educate um, and get more informed on the, uh, on the commercial side.